Welcome to this episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Todd Studer, and inside the studio is Travis Waldstein, air heating and air conditioning, and accounts of bluffs. How's everything going, sir? We're uh, well. We're out of summer now, into fall. Does that just shift everything for you guys? Yeah, it really. This this fall definitely has. Uh, uh, you know, usually September's a little bit slower month. Um, but this year it's not, we've, we, we, it helps. We have a couple projects going on. Um, but you know, we're just kind of early transition for us, you know, uh, living in the, I mean, I, I might even call it the great white North, the upper kind of mid upper Midwest, you know, September, we're still running a lot of air conditioners, but, uh, you know, people are starting to think about it a little bit, you know, AC checks and all that, but nothing, it, we're we're busy we got stuff going on but uh next couple weeks you know things will start to pick up and we'll go through till after the first of the year and and have plenty of stuff going on so uh which is fine you get to you get two busy seasons out of it and uh um we got some hydronic we had a couple of hydronic jobs going on in floor jobs which are pretty cool we're doing right now um a lot of homes a lot i had a lot of homes barn dominiums that are people want to get done which is great you know i i worry about what the interest rates people going oh but it, it's i don't know corn must be eight bucks a bushel i i don't know but uh, uh they're they're doing something so well we have uh, uh there's another podcast that we record in here for uh farm credit services and they talk about those barn dominiums all the time uh-huh. they become very popular and I'm curious if it is it a different kind of deal with the HVAC in order to be able to heat and cool these things. Well, there's more than one way to do them um, because basically, or it's called a shouse. Yeah. Shouse is another word they use for. There, I mean, my my son before he bought his house up in Underwood uh, looked at it and it's half house and then half shop. So you'll take a it, the one I looked at last night or put it price to last night was an eighty by eighty building. Okay, so the house was, yeah, so the shop was uh, 40 by 40, and the house is 40 by 40. Uh, I believe, no, it's 40 by 60, excuse me, 40 by 60 on each side. So half shop, half house, you know, it's going to be tall enough to where he can pull in his truck or even tractor to work on it on the you know on the inside and you know but on the other side of the wall he's got the three bedrooms the the great room the kitchen all all the bells and whistles and you know a lot of people think well they're just a morton steel or whoever you know whatever building you're doing but i've seen these where they have you know uh, full brick or you know uh architectural fronts on them um, you know, I've, I've seen a couple, they, they, they didn't use paneling for the top. They actually use them steel shingles, you know, they're supposedly a lifetime shingle. And I mean, they're fantastic. Uh, but there's also some challenges with them. Um, a lot of what we've ran into with them, your biggest thing's heat, you know, I mean, air conditioning. Yeah. You can do a lot of things to air conditioning, but, but heating them become such a dynamic. And listen, if you're going to spend that kind of money on, on a, on a place like that, you want the darn thing to be comfortable. And that's what I run into it. And that's kind of the thing that we've kind of taken off and ran with some, and we've had some, I like to think pretty happy customers with some jobs that we've done with these. Are you able to do that off of one thermostat or do there have to be running on separate systems? Um, Well, not necessarily separate systems. So if you're doing a heating, what I like to do a lot of my seeing what they do is an in-floor heat. For whatever reason, in southwest Iowa, 
some places do in-floor heat, but a lot of guys won't. But if you go up to northwest Iowa or you get up into the Dakotas, everybody that's building the shop is putting, you know, the it's not PEX pipe, but they're putting, in, you know, in-floor piping into the ground. And then they're using a, a boiler, you know, a boiler setup or even a geothermal setup with a with a buffer tank. And so you'll have, let's see, you might have a thermostat for your shop area and then you'll have a thermostat for your house area and you know so it could operate as two separate systems but it's actually one one system but there's components that help separate it um help them to function uh we've done a couple of these where they have uh, they have ice melt outside so like you said it's a big shop and you have a combine and you don't want to scoop the, the the snow or the ice off of it you know the where they need to keep that temperature we can do that. It adds to the price when you do that quite a bit because you have to add heat exchangers. You have to add certain components with this to make it work. But uh, there's a lot of neat things you can do with it on the heating side. And then on the air conditioning side, you know, you can go a conventional furnace or AC or you can go just with an AC and air handler um, for the main part of the house with your duct system or spiral. And then, you know, the other side, like with the shop area, you know, why don't I, if you get a, you know, if you got a 2,000 square foot shop area, you know, put a three ton mini split in there. You don't have to run any ductwork or anything and put a couple ceiling fans in there to circulate and you keep the thing 70 degrees all year round the way they insulate them. So, I mean, it's, they're, they're pretty neat. They're dynamic and everybody's a little bit different. Some people want square duct, some people want spiral duct, but they're awesome. I mean, they're neat. I mean, if I was going to build another house, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely look at it. So yeah, it was a long time ago that uh, well, you, you talked about the barn dominium thing. That um, every once in a while you would see a barn that had been renovated into a house, but it was really rare. Yeah, but it's really it's it, it's popular thing now. I don't know if it's a trend and it just will come and go, or whether this is something that's here to stay. I think the barn dominium option is there. Uh, probably the coolest one I've ever seen uh, recently. Uh, we went up to uh, Waterloo this summer for a family get together, and there was a guy who had he had he has buses, so he'd like up around Waterloo. He must be like the local charter guy or whatever. So he had this barn dominium, and one half of it was for his house, and the other half of it was six you know six uh, shed or six doors on each side. And they had two of the doors open. They had buses like, uh, you know, like you take down, like you like you go on a trip or whatever. You load seventy five, hundred people in them. So that thing was pretty cool. It was huge. You know, I, I'm not sure whether you came in here intending to talk about uh, things that are not in the shape of a house, but I I get on Airbnb and VRBO and those kind of things. And somewhere in this state, somebody had turned a grain bin into a uh, unit to be able to stay in it was really cool uh, what oh, they've done oh they are uh there's a few of them around now uh there's a couple around here that i've seen and i'm trying to remember exactly but they're around i mean you, you got the structure there i mean for the for the build itself a lot of them you see where the main you know main level is kind of like your outdoor area and they'll, and they'll cut it up but then you go up to the next level or whatever it could be your living space or you know whatever it is i mean if you go up to shelby to the uh um, it's not the mini mart up there i think it's taylor quick pick you know you walk into that building 
in the front door. That's what they got for running the doors is a damn silo built right there. So you walk in the silo, you walk in and you say hi and you hear an echo and then you walk in and get your <laughs> pop. So, uh, I, I mean, it, in this part of the country, steel's been fairly cheap. You know, you start looking at wood construction. I mean, you, you know, the number I hear now per square foot is anywhere from between three and 400 bucks per square foot. If you're doing two by four, two by six wood construction on a home, you know, I, steel for what it is, I, I got to believe helps reduce some of that cost. I mean, it's not going to be 85 bucks a square foot. I hate to break it to you, but uh, um, yeah, I think you could do it fairly affordable. It also depends, you know, how much work are you doing yourself or how much do you have to sub out if that makes sense. Now, I think also that just... The cost of housing anymore has skyrocketed, and it's done it in other places too, but we're starting to see it in our area. And if you're going to be spending that kind of money, why not get something that you like? Because it's it's not going to what, – what you see from just a regular stick-built house, and you're up into the $350,000 range. Yeah. And, and so if you can have something unique that fits more your style and you're not spending that much anymore because comparatively it's not the huge difference that it used to be. No, it, it's it's really not. So, you know, it, here's here's the what I've always found with people that build homes. And I've never built a home myself. My home I bought, I don't know, was five years old when we bought it. So it was essentially new. It was built with church love. So some of the, you know, and listen, nothing against churches or anything, but some of the uh, building, you know, how, you know, some people are good at their craft and some people aren't so good at their craft. So we got to do some remodel on that. But, uh, um, you know, people a lot of times will build their first home and then they'll realize everything that they don't like. And then they'll go build a second home to fix the problems that they had with the first one. What to me is just crazy, you know, to go through the expense or whatever, but it it happens all the time. So my uh, cousin bought one up in extreme Northeast Iowa and uh, it's an old Catholic church that was built in the 1800s that he, he bought Mm -hmm. and turned it into his house. Yeah. His heat is, I think he's burning corn. Yeah. Which you can do that. I mean, uh, we've worked on a few of them over the years. Um, you know, with corner burning, but here's, here's the problem is if you got to, if you don't like doing maintenance, I mean, that's in every couple days, you know, you have to go through, clean everything out, you know, make sure you don't have a whole lot of dust and stuff. Um, there's a church actually, well, it's a house. It was a church actually off of Dogwood Road here in Counts Bluffs. So if you, it's out east, it's between Counts Bluffs and Trainer here. But yeah, at one time it was a church and it's been converted. And you can tell, I mean, this house, it could get hit, it could get hit by a nuke and I think it would stand. <laughs> I mean, it's like, holy cow. The house is neat. The guy that owned it, you know, we had to update the geothermal in the house, but the house is, yeah, pr- pretty cool when they do that. So. Yeah, this is old school when you walk in and you, uh, you know, you smack the wall and it doesn't vibrate. Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it ain't going nowhere. So, yeah, or you have to run ductwork through, and it's a solid wall, and you got to call either, like, National Concrete Cutting or CMED or somebody because they got a, you know, they got an eight-inch thick wall full of rebar in it, so. How often do you run into those anymore, that the, the older style house, that you're not 
just uh, going through some sheetrock. It's the old lath and plaster. Oh, a lot in this part, you know, a lot in this part of the country because people buy them, you know, buy these homes and they're, hey, we can do this. You know, we can remodel. I think everybody watches HGTV or, you know, you know, watches Chip and Joanna, although I heard they're selling their house. So, uh, you know, down, down in Waco. So, you know, my buddy Brian Peters, that's their next door neighbor. You know, really? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. He's a he's a franchise guy, so he's also a Cardinal fan. Poor guy. But, uh, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, you know, I think they watch them shows and they think, oh, look, they did all this in an hour, and it's like, you know, it might have took them six months to get right. to this point. You know, um, and it's one thing to tear the studs back and 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 go back to studs or go back to you know your drywall, your plaster, and tear the lath and stuff off. But you just haven't done a hundred year old house. There's nothing easy. No. About it. No. And, uh, well, and I was thinking of those shows. You remember that old show, Extreme Home Makeover? Mm-hmm. And they're showing them, and it, you're watching them still finishing drywall, and they're saying, oh, we got the reveal tomorrow. And you, how are they going to get that dry and then get it painted? And, and the next morning, you know that that wasn't true. There's no possible way it could be true. It's magic. I yeah. mean, it's TV. You can do anything with TV. It's like Aaron Rodgers' ankle. You, you, you <laughs> oh, know, I don't know. I don't want to think about Yeah, that. you know what? He popped, he, he, you know, he popped his ACL last week, and he had surgery, and he's going to be back for the playoffs. Okay, he might be Superman. Don't get me wrong, but there ain't no way he's going to be back for playoffs. So, Or the Jets have to make the playoffs. Well, that is true, yeah. And, and with their quarterback, <laughs> you know, here I'm bagging on the Jets. I'm just being realistic about it. But, no, I, you get in these older houses, it's cool some of the stuff that you could do. Um, conversations that I run to with 100-year-old houses and running ductwork and doing different Chimneys. Chimneys mm-hmm. are yeah. a big deal because, you know, 100 years ago you had – you had the maybe like the cook stove, which was also a wood burner, or, you know, coal burner, corn burner, whatever it was. You know, they used to cook, but then also heat the home that had ran into the chimney. Then you know they pulled the put the coal furnace in the basement, and then it had to be converted from coal to gas. And then they had the water heaters all ran into this chimney. Right, well, in the last thirty years, we've gotten to where you don't need to use the chimney for anything now um, as far as your old conventional chimney so you go into these newer houses you're like where's the chimney well you don't need a brick chimney so we run into that a lot it's like well what do we do with this space well the problem is it's two foot by two foot space and it, it, the inside of it's like six inch to eight inches on the inside so it's it's just really taking up space is what it is you know and where we talk about is if we have to run duct work or <clears throat> excuse me run duct work or let's say they want to get utilities up to a second level or whatever or or it's rotting up at the top i mean we see a lot with that and it's a lot when it's rotted it usually comes back to old installations that weren't done correctly so it rots out the um, not the brick itself but the mortar will literally um degrade and you'll start to see it all you know and you'll have somebody up there tuck pointing or whatever and it's like at that point and there listen i'm not looking to get up on a roof and tuck point a chimney i can tell you that so um so i have a lot of discussions about people taking out the chimneys in the house i had one here last week is up in eola talk about that and we've done that in my house up in shelby 
That that's a terrible job, by the way. I'm taking a chimney out. Yes, you ever done that? No, I've been. Uh, the house I grew up in was built in the 1880s, and uh, the chimney up above the roof still looks fairly straight. But if you go up into the attic, it is it snakes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, we had a house here three or four years ago. Uh, home inspector said it was fine. You go up into the attic and it started going this way. There was a big hole that was like five foot long on the one side of the chimney. It was just letting the flue gas from the water heater and the furnace up into the chimney. Runner moved into this house and they couldn't figure out why they were getting sick when it gets really cold outside. Well, flue gas was getting up into the attic. It wasn't ventilated well. It was sucking down into the main floor of the house and the people got sick. And it's like, you know, who... Who looked at this? Well, obviously nobody that had half a brain about them. So, uh, um, so chimneys can be scary. Um, you know, can they be taken out? Yes. It helps when you have twin boys that are like 10, 11 years old and, you know, listen, you know, just get treated like farm kids, you know, listen, have eight kids. Cause we got a lot of cows, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we got chimneys that tear down, you know? So, um, but you would have had a lot of talk about that to where you can add, space i mean a six foot space doesn't sound like much in a house but if you're in the main floor and you want to expand your kitchen or if you want to put a tub in or you want to run duct work there's a lot of ways to where you want to have where you want to be able to run that stuff up to area x y and z and so um you know what ends up happening is that that's always an option it's like the biggest thing I tell anybody with it is it's a dirty job, but it's not a hard job. But here's what I will tell you. Don't tie a 50-foot rope to your 1995 Chevy pickup <laughs> and you're sitting up on a two-story rope of the house and you yell down at your wife as you knocked half of it and hit go. <laughs> I did this back in 2000. Oh, yes. My, 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 my wife, she had my son, I think Hayden, drive the truck. And my wife said they hit it once and didn't go. The second time it hit, she saw the whole chimney bounce, must be about like six inches, bounce on the lower porch, not the hole in the roof of that one, and fell on the ground. Because oh we had to get knocked through. The roof was 12 by 12. So I wasn't clamoring to be up on that roof. I mean, I'm hugging that roof for all, all I can do. So when you go back to that time, most phones did not have video capability, so <laughs> there's no actual record of it. But yeah. Yours, I think I had a flip phone back in uh, 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you weren't videoing that. I, that'd be something I'd want to see. Well, yeah, that was pretty good. That's, that's right there with, you know, pulling trees. You know, my wife, our, uh, where we lived up in Shelby, same house, same property, my wife tried to burn down the grove by accident because my, my wife should not burn anything. So she was going to burn some, we, we had some debris or whatever paper going to burn. But I just started to grove on fire. Uh-oh. Well, of course, it's fall, worried about fields. I'm like, at that point, you know, just let it, let it burn, you know, because we, we're going to, the grove needs to be redone. Anyway, no. So she called the fire department. Fire department came and put the grove out, fire out. Well, I spent half the next summer tearing out all the dead stuff out of there. And the uh, story is one day I had an old 60 John Deere front end, had a front end loader on this thing, narrow front end. And so I'm hooking up chains to, to the bottom of the tree. We cut them, and so we pull them out because they're, like, all tangled together and stuff. Oh, yeah, had one one day. We were doing this on a Saturday, and had it came out. Well, usually the trees fall backwards. Well, this one decided to fall forward, bounce off my shoulder, 
hit my hydraulics on the tractor, busted a one-inch solid pipe, and landed right next to me. My wife says she thought she saw me die. <laughs> I, I didn't really feel the tree hit me, but when it busted the one-inch one inch piece right. of solid iron, I thought, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was done for the day after that point, by the way. I said, no, nope, we're, we're, we're done dealing with this stuff. So, but, uh, yeah. So, there, there are certain things you should not... As I said, when I was in the Navy, they made me safety officer of our uh, uh, line check once. And my thing was, is do as I say, not as I do. And they go, what do you mean? I said, well, I got a scar across here from hitting my head on an F-18, you know, and I've got a couple of different scars from stuff. And he says, what were you doing? I says, well, I was in a hurry to get my job done, you know, and I, you know, and right. I, you know, I was the accident report for my squadron, <laughs> so, but yeah. So, but no, back, you know, back to doing house, you know, houses, a hundred year old houses and, and don't, don't, don't do the pickup with the rope. Bad idea. Um, bad life decision, but you know, it's, it's a crazy market and it's crazy what people will do as far as remodeling houses. And there's some people that are really good at doing these houses too, with the woodwork and taking out the plaster. Some people will leave the plaster, and there's a few people out there that actually know how to work with plaster and make it look good. I mean, plaster, you know, if plaster's done right, it's got a pretty good R value as far as, you know, in in a home, people think, well, I'd just tear out the plaster and insulate. Well, if the house was built right, plaster's not actually a bad thing to have in a home. So, um, which is uh, kind kind of interesting, but... You see a lot of different stuff, but the things we run into when we're in, and whether it's new homes, but particularly existing homes, is when they remodel, run to a lot of electrical issues because usually they got the old nineteen twenty knobbed tube, you know. I yep, I had a house that had that, you know, which is scary. You know, when you open up the electrical panel of the house, it's a 60 amp, and they've got the dryer, they've got the TV, they got the microwave, and they got all these games, and the and the, and the wires are red like glowing red when you're looking at it, it's like yeah you might want to call an electrician before you have a fire so <laughs> have them um you know plumbing's a lot of times an issue because they have the old cast or you know they used galvanizer they you know i hate to say this they farmer fixed it you know just to try to get by you know they didn't want to, you know they didn't want to do it right they it made it work there was no code per se they followed and then again like with what i do um HVAC usually the HVAC on a hundred year old home was an afterthought, so I know that's probably a shock. Oh no, not at all. We had um, the house that I grew up in had one duct upstairs. Yep, and it was in the bathroom. Yep, that was it. Yeah, hey, you know what? Shitter's got to be warm in the morning, so it was all good or cool. You know, if you had air conditioning up. Yeah, that's it's tough to get out of bed when you grow up in Northwest Iowa and there was no heat in your room and it's five degrees outside. Yeah, Yeah, it just makes you just want to go jump out, go play around in in your bedroom, right? Yeah, no, not so much. Yeah, I mean that's how I and there was nothing in the summertime. Yeah, it was pretty pretty toasty up there. We put because we lived in Cedar Rapids, and we we, we my uncle's how I got into HVAC. So, uh, and in 1978 or 79, he put a new furnace and AC in my mom and dad's house. Other than that, we just we had heat. There was no air conditioning. Dad had a window air, you know, in his room, but you know the kids had to suffer because that's you know yep. we're, we're the kids. So yeah, I, I swear we grew up in the same house. 
Probably pretty close. <laughs> Same so. thing. Same thing yeah, happened. It's called, it's yep. called, su- called suck it up, buttercup. So. Yeah, pretty much. That's how it worked. And I and I learned that that's when I first figured out that if you wet down a towel and set it in front of a open window, mm-hmm. the air coming off of that would be a little bit cooler. Yeah, yeah. box fans are okay. You know, like I said, we did. We did, as I got a little bit older, mom, they did give in and give me a box fan. So, you know, so I could at least run the air, you know, I have that going with the window. Open. <laughs> it's great. It's great till it starts raining at two o'clock in the morning or thunderstorm. And, you know, that's, you know, then they want you to shut the window. I don't understand why. I don't either. Yeah. That's, that's when you can actually get it cooled yeah, off. Yeah. But, you know, go back to the house thing, whether it's a house or a barn dominium or, you know, any hundred year old house or anything you think about remodeling. The biggest thing is I would tell a person, uh, do your homework. You know, you know, when you're looking at these homes, if you're looking at, decide what you want. I mean, the Barn Dominion is great. I, I would love to have one. If I if I had the land, no doubt about it. I think they're fantastic. But, uh, you know, do your homework. Look at the designs. What's important to you? Um, you know, find a, you know, if you're going to have a general contractor build it for you, find someone that listens you know, to what you're wanting in a house. And listen, countertops and paint and all that stuff are wonderful, but the damn house has to function too. You want to have plenty of lighting. You want to make sure you got plenty of bathrooms and stuff you need there. And listen, you don't want it to be a hot, sweaty sweat box or cold, freezing home. You can spend all this money and you don't, you went cheap on the areas where you probably should have spent the most money. And you see it all the time. Um, you know, I think as a society, we've gotten smarter as we got older because we appreciate the comfort levels. We're not like our grandparents and said, suck it up, buttercup, you know. Um, but I'd say do your homework, you know, um, because if you don't, you know, you're going to end up when you're doing these projects, cost yourself more money. And, and sometimes what happens is you go cheap. I see this happen a lot of go cheap and you create more problems by going cheap. You'd have been better off not to do it at all. Yeah. And that's the problem. It's like you think you're doing yourself a favor, but really you're not. You know, it's a short-term, short-term game, but create a long-term problem. We, unfortunately, we see that a lot with what I do. And there's nothing great, nothing better being a, be- uh, a brother in a bad news. And they come and says, "Well, what's the issue?" He says, "Well, you see this brand new ceiling you put up with all the drywall that you just got done. Probably should talk to me about the ductwork." Before he did all this stuff, <laughs> what do you mean? I said, well, it's a freaking mess. And then I said, if you want to fix it, this is what we need to fix. That's how you do that. Tear down the drywall. Oh. That's a great conversation to have. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. You know, but they don't think about that. It, aesthetics become the rule of the day. Then they kind of, oh. And then usually the spouse or the other one gets mad. I told you we should have looked at that before we did the drywall, but you know, you so then you get to that argument. It's just like time for me to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, sir, I appreciate you coming in, and uh, this is some pretty cool information that you, you came in here with today. With a lot of these, uh, I don't know if you want to call them one-offs or yeah. just something a little bit different uh, for folks to be able to think about. Well, you know, like I said I, I I had a couple things in my mind today, so you you kind of took me in a good direction because the other direction I was going to go probably was not very 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 a very great direction. So this is a much better. Probably talking about Nebraska and uh, how. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was taking my franchise, but you know. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
All right, I probably just saved you some. Yeah, you probably saved me a lot of money that you did, Todd, so I appreciate that. Travis Waldstein, Air Heating and Air Conditioning in the Council Bluffs. Uh, thank you very much for uh, listening to this episode. Back again next week with another. Until then, take care.